0: Walking
1: in these woods. Wise little Red Riding Hood. Don't go walking in the spooky old woods alone. So, hello everybody. Getting together on the fifth night of October. You know, I always say it. I always say it because it's one of those dates that will always be in my mind. October 5th, I don't forget the year. Uh, the year could have been 2010. Might have been 2010 or so, but uh, October 5th was going to be the night that I was. Uh, I went and I uh, joined a Masonic lodge. Oh, it was a long time ago. Friend of mine said, "Hey, you want you want to join the, the the lodge, by me? It's really great. You, you get you know, what I mean, show me all the stuff. Like you get the. Uh, it's almost like retirement. They have their own medical facilities and all that shit." And it was just uh, I, you can't you can't shake all of the all the other stuff you read, and all the other stuff you know. And at that point, I wasn't really that that I was just starting to, to really start doing big dives. And that was gonna be it. And I said, "No, I I want my hundred dollar deposit back." It's just too much studying too. I said, "I have to what? You have to read you have to read pages of shit in another language, and then you have to be blindfolded and walked." with a toga into a room with a whole bunch of strangers and they're going to put a dagger to your heart I said no I I, I just I can't please I don't have time for this I got enough drama I've got enough drama in my life already but that was October 5th I don't know 12 13 years ago good because I I needed the time to do other things and here we are now Here we are now. All that time I would have been studying uh, an ancient language. Instead, I was broadcasting and, uh, you know, putting the time in. Everything that needs to be done to get something accomplished. Well, welcome to the show. Here we are tonight, and we're going to be having a great conversation with a great guest. Been waiting since June to speak with this woman, and she's got a really interesting resume. Her name is Kim Russo. We're gonna go into all about her. That's KimTheHappyMedium.com. Her link is in the description. She's a psychic medium and has uh, a a really amazing television track record, really uh, entertaining stuff. But a lot of questions I have, I know she's the person to ask. It's gonna be good. Wanna talk about a lot of things, including growing up psychic. A lot of sixth sense kind of questions tonight and she'll be joining us in just a little while will be a good time good time had for all but in the meantime we're going to jump into some other things that we have lined up over here and the grab bag and and some other little ditties uh especially go and check out our wonderful sponsors BlueMonsterPrep.com. we are going Head first into the fall now, then into the winter. You never know what's going on. And then we are just tumbling, stumbling, bumbling into 2024 in general. I would spend the next couple of months making sure that you, your friends, and anybody in your life that you knew was interested in starting to prep for one thing or another gets all of that out of the way and at least has a good foothold going into 2024 because you just never know about anything. So independence, that's the, uh, that's the big thing. Be independent. Make sure that your first aid kits are all stocked up on. I saw uh, Peter McCullough put out a, I gotta get into this a little bit more. I saw it on Zero Hedge. The, his wellness company, they put out a, a huge medicine cabinet kind of a kit. Not the actual cabinet itself, but all of the prescribed, you know, like antibiotics, things like that. I saw that he put out his entire thing and he set up a a company where you can get telemedicine, all the things that you would need to be able to set up your own um, emergency stock at home for a you just don't know what is going to accompany the next emergency, especially if it's of a biological, uh, you know. It has any kind of biological aspect to it, element. So plenty of things to think about. You know, one person that doesn't think though is that husk of a human being, Joe Biden. He came out, his his battery power is very, very low right now. He's going down. Battery needs to be plugged in, but it just doesn't matter. It's a very, very worn out battery. And he wanted to announce that $9 billion more of student loan forgiveness has been has been accomplished. The Supreme Court be damned, Constitution be damned, listen to this.
0: Today, I'm announcing my administration has approved an additional $9 billion relief for 125,000 borrowers in just the past few weeks under that program. With the latest debt cancel-
2: cancellation okay. in total,
1: my administration has canceled $127 billion. $127 billion of money that was never, that should have never been given out in the first place? That many other Americans uh, who actually go who out there and work, because you know what is tied to all these hundreds of billions of dollars, it's people with degrees that are not working for them. It's people with degrees that are not doing anything for them, okay? It was four years of fun in the sun trying to figure it out for $200,000. Um. And this, and this is why I say anybody that gives you any kind of lip about um, whatever happens in Congress—if they kick out a a House rep, a House speaker, or something like that—and they say this is just creates unneeded chaos. How are we ever going to win an election again? What does what do elections matter? And who are you scared of pissing off? If the other side is—I mean—it's just hundred twenty-something billion dollars. do go ahead. Don't pay it. I'm erasing that. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, Supreme Court. Yeah. That that's nice. That's like Nobody plays by any rules. Nobody has any kind of decorum. Everybody hates each other. So w- why are you scared that a couple of people actually put a thorn into the side of one of these company men? The hell with it all. So there's more money wasted, more money stolen. Here's another one for you. Um, that, that psycho, Majorcus. this guy's a psycho. You ever watch his body language, the physiognomy of the face, the the eyes. He is a psycho of Patrick Bateman proportion. Anyway, he says that there is an acute and immediate need to build a border wall in Texas. In a stunning reversal of everything that was said over the last seven years by the left and just months after the Biden administration was caught selling portions of Trump's border wall on a government sur- uh, surplus website, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is citing an acute immediate need to waive dozens of federal laws in order to build a border wall in the South, in Texas, as the illegal immigration crisis grows utterly out of control. The Secretary of Homeland Security has determined pursuant to law that it is necessary to waive certain laws, regulations, and other legal requirements in order to ensure the expeditious construction of uh, barriers and roads in the vicinity of the international land border in Starr county texas reads a notice posted to the u.s federal registry that fox news obtained mayorkers found that there exists an acute and immediate need to construct a physical barrier can't say wall and roads in the vicinity of the border the united states and other prevent unlawful entries to the united states and project areas you know it'd be even cheaper um starving all of the states Of their block grant money that is turning into programs for non-citizens that's it once there is just no money to be had there is not one morsel of food to be given they will all flood back home that's it and that's where they will be flooding to their actual home, because what we're receiving right now—the millions that have come over in the last couple of years alone—have no, no connection emotionally to this country. Never will. They don't care. It is merely a dinner bell that has been rung. That's it. That's it. It is it, just for for every re- seriously. There's there's nothing going on there. So yeah, you can. I don't know. Obviously, there's a an election coming up, election year, in a couple of months here. So uh, you start doing things like this to show that we're getting tough at the border and all that. It's all nonsense. It's all nonsense because this is about they already let in a critical amount of people. There's already a critical mass that have been let in, and there is no real effort being made to get them out. So that's it. And so... In related news, I gotta go to this, studyfinds.org. Headline, American Apocalypse, 71% don't trust the US government to prevent doomsday. Why would you trust them to do anything? That's like having faith that a disease will make you well. Why would you ever trust the government to do it? I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, There you have it. So this, um, it's called a doomsday clock we've been talking about that for a while that was in 1947 they put it together to start scaring everybody about nuclear war well now we have 71 percent to say that i don't think that the government can prevent it how, well how can they prevent it they're out there poking a nuclear bear in ukraine and they are facilitating an invasion of our homeland over here with not just uh, Central and South Americans that that was the whole thing. They say, oh, he's very racist. You just don't want Latinos living next door to you. No, not true at all. Not true at all. Um, but we know that people are coming from over 100 countries. It's just a an all-out invasion. So yeah, there's nothing to trust. Here's another thing, though, I think is really interesting. Last thing I'll say before we get into uh, starting off our show. This is from AmericanThinker.com. Headline. From october 2nd generation z unable to comprehend cursive now we've spoken about cursive writing script a, a lot in the show and the importance of it especially the benefit to the writer it's one thing to be able to uh, uh, to be able to read cursive because then of course as they're going to talk about here uh you're going to be able to actually interpret so much of what has been left behind by older wiser pivotal generations you think about everything all the uh, all the constitutional conventions every letter that has been written between founding fathers it's all everything that we have of historical uh significance prior to what we would consider real modernity uh was written in cursive so the fact that gen z is unable to comprehend it let alone write it and the benefits of writing in cursive are incredible because, you know, it's not just like, okay, I'm gonna write the letter A and it's one movement. The micro movements in manipulating a pen to even create one letter in cursive, it, it's, it's almost, you can't count it. The, the coordination of the hand, the eye, putting the pen to paper, especially when you're writing down intentions, it's incredible, it's incredibly powerful. Because it's taking something from your mind, an idea, a thought, a desire, something that you want, and letting it flow through you, through the hand, to the pen, to the paper, it's actually the first act of making something that is just ethereal, physical. I mean, it is a very, very, very powerful thing. Um, so I that's why I have letter writing, letter writing um, tears always, since I started opening up this show from sponsorship, from the, uh, the audience, I always had letter writing tiers. Now there is a typewriter tier in there. And when time is really, really of the essence, I usually type just to be able to get everybody responses whenever I'm doing pen pal work. But uh, sitting down and writing a, a letter is, is pivotal. Or Christmas cards, pivotal. I handwrite obviously all those postcards every month. Love it. And you need to. Anyway, it's sad. It appears Generation Z, uh, born between 97 and 2012, never learned to read or write in cursive. This is from the the Deseret News. With the development and prominence of technology, cursive has become increasingly obsolete. But what impact will that have for the future? According to The Atlantic, this means in the future, cursive will have to be taught to scholars the way that Elizabethan uh, secretary hand or uh, paleography is today. This directly impacts archival work. Many written documents from the 19th century and other earlier time periods are written in cursive. While it was once taken for granted that American students would know how to read cursive, now that cannot be the case. Archival work uh, largely depends on the reader's ability to read hard to read text in shorthand and or cursive. Will this mean that universities will start having to offer college courses in history programs on how to read cursive? Only time will tell. That it, it is a very significant story. This is not a matter of style. It's not a matter of just, you know, things changing and, you know, we're we going from one fashion to the one sense of fashion to the next. And this is very significant. It's talk, you're talking about uh, generational divides. They're already marked in different ways. But now you're talking about a really significant lopping off you're going to now be dependent on somebody else to interpret what somebody has written you know how dangerous that is right you know how dangerous that is especially since since anything that happened before 2008 is considered bc in this in this country in fact i heard in 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 canada there were some libraries or s- something uh, i don't know how big the organization was but even if it's insignificant you know that it uh, it really is a reflection on other problems that are bubbling in a much greater degree talking about banning books or limiting the amounts of books that are available that were published before 2008 now I always made the joke over here that in uh, you know prior to the Obama administration everything was uh, everything was just a, a dark ages wasteland that's what they want you to believe but if we lose cursive man Man, that is really significant. Some educators say that the advent of Common Core is largely to blame for Gen Z being unable to fathom cursive, and uh, but there is more to it than that. Cursive writing like calligraphy, though obviously to a lesser extent, requires much practice and patience, a focused and steady mind and hand, and writing implement instead of a keyboard or a screen. These are all things in short supply today. Yeah, especially patience. Especially patience. An article in the NEA, Cindy Long noted that many studies have shown that learning cursive not only improves retention and comprehension, it engages the brain on a deep level as students learn to join letters in continuous flow. She added, it also enhances the fine motor dexterity and gives children a better idea of how words work in combination. Yep. Yes. Retention. Retention. Cause you actually made it, you made it physical and you made it, it was your responsibility to make it physical. And that's why we would always say, um, our teachers would say, you know, write something down and rewrite it. If you do it a couple of times, it will stick. You've actually been physically bound to that thought, at least for a while. Obviously everything can get washed away. Like, like, uh, you know, cursive on sand right there on the shoreline. But keep that in mind and become a, quite frankly, pen pal. I guess that's what I'm really getting around to. All right. We'll be right back. Kim Russo is our guest, and I cannot wait to jump into this one. So share the show wherever you know. Share the show wherever you know to share. Go ahead. Be right back.
3: like it back going downtown see your man and I ain't got time
0: shake all right your hit that job, jack pull pocket
2: like it back and ladies
1: time. and gentlemen oh no
2: man and I ain't got time shake your head
1: hit that job. so i have back. another thing for pull you pocket, hold on like let me get that down going downtown, hold this out whoops-a-daisy here we go um, what I'm going to be doing in the second half of the show, whatever's left of it, because I really want to take my time with uh, with uh, Kim here and ask some really great questions, and we'll see where that all goes. But in the second half, there is at least one thing, aside from getting all of your thoughts, your opinions, your questions, um, I want to do, and that was a little fun thing that I threw out there after last night's show ended. And you know how they had the emergency broadcast system that did their did their thing yesterday they sent out a text message to everybody in the country well i asked the question last night as soon as i signed off over here if you had control of the uh, emergency broadcast system text messenger system that whole program if you had control of that then what would you send out as a text message if you knew the entire country was going to get it and I got uh, some really great responses. I knew it was going to, I had to brace myself because it was going to be a range of things. And so in the second half, I will run through a, f- a few of those to end the show and we'll take some calls. Also, I will be mindful of the Super Chats as they come in tonight. Uh, especially if there's something that you want to, uh, you want to try to get through to Kim Russo while we're speaking with her. I've got a lot over here, so I'll see what I can I can finagle but if you want to send some stuff over some thoughts even if it's just to be read after the fact after the intermission you can go to quite frankly superchat.com. that is the universal super chat for everybody no matter where you're watching at seven o'clock or even if it's after the fact you can always leave me a message there overnight we're also developing some sort of a voicemail uh idea that we want to um we want to bring to fruition so that people can leave voicemails and that we can we can play certain voice in the mails on the show the next day. So I'll let you know what happens with that because that should be fairly simple to put together. I think that there's a voicemail option that I can I can activate on Zoom. So we'll get that all going. Anyway, quite frankly, superchat.com and of course those rumble rants and the gold pills on quite frankly tv powered by the great foxhole and i hope more of you more and more of you are going to foxhole and hanging out there on on the website because that is as independent as it gets and that's the way we got to go all right so tonight's guest her name is kim russo let me get her up on the screen here hold on there she is uh, kim russo also known as the happy medium She is originally from Long Island, New York, native, so it's going to sound like just two uh, homebrews talking a little while. I got to speak with Kim a little bit before the show, Uh, mom of three, married for 33 years, has her own television show. Uh, Well, actually, she's been on so many television shows, but she had her own, including um, The Haunting Of, which was the number one show on the, uh, the Lifetime movie network and A&E's Psychic Intervention. In fact, I went and I started watching some of the the haunting of episodes on YouTube. Hope that we can slip some of those into the rotation on our Halloween programming on quitefrankly.tv because there's some really great stuff there, especially some interesting uh, mix of celebrity haunting stories that are in there too. But uh, she has appeared on countless television shows, including Real Housewives in New York, Celebrity Ghost Stories, Paranormal State, Psychic Kids, and many, many talk shows. Many talk shows. And now tonight's going to be another one, another, another prolific talk show, quite frankly. Uh, she's worked professionally as a psychic medium for over 20 years, but obviously her history with this goes back before that and I want to get to the beginning her first book number one seller on Amazon the happy medium was published in Harper's by Harper's Collins in to- 2016. Second one is out now your sole purpose learn how to access the light within so I am just so happy to welcome to the show Kim Russo welcome Kim how you feeling
3: very good how are you feeling
1: i'm doing well i'm doing well i'm up over here in uh, new york it's starting to get a little bit more fall a little bit more spooky obviously you are soaking in the rays and will do for the rest of the year and you won't be affected by any of this do you get still get spooky down there in florida Uh,
3: you know i miss the fall new york there's nothing like new york in the fall uh no you know holidays don't feel like holidays here because of the weather Christmas doesn't feel like Christmas so yeah you know I do come back to New York to experience the the, the Halloween the Halloween season is there's nothing like it with yep. the pumpkins they don't they don't do a big thing down here
1: no yeah and no, you know you, you need for me you need the foliage maybe it's just because of where you come from you just associate certain things the cold in December is necessary i i i like i you know the, the corona you know, remember the old corona commercials where they put they put the uh, the Christmas lights on the palm tree I always like okay well that's nice you know you can see people do things from where they're from but the Christmas lights on a palm tree doesn't do it for me i need no, i no it doesn't. it
3: doesn't i inside my home is very New york it only New Yorkers know what this means or northerners it you know it you don't know i, I blast the air conditioner and <laughs> you think you think you're home so that's that, as close as I'll get but well uh, it, you know it's in my heart New York is always in my heart
1: well it's great to have you back it feels like we're uh you're just a couple of blocks away and you know I wanted to start off with the um with your background the life of a medium very interesting to me and is this something that you've uh, you've had uh with you your whole life because it says you've been working for 20 years professionally but um what was going on before that
3: oh yeah, over 20 years now, but um, this whole journey was broken up. In childhood, where the ghosts were standing at the foot of my bed, the spirits, and that continued until my early teenage years. Then everything was back to normal. I was an average teenager, dating, having fun with my friends, didn't see anything, hear anything. I think I I was always intuitive, though. That's different, though. And then after my third son was born, I feel as if my soul mission needed to be realized. And I didn't know that, but they reminded me very quickly. This is when the spirits that were at the foot of my bed and the ones that wanted to get my attention as a child started coming back but this time they had a voice Hmm. I was hearing things I was seeing things I I was um blow drying my hair or vacuuming whenever I was doing like very mundane tasks I would start to hear literally in my own thoughts um hi I died in a fire tell my mom I'm okay and I'm like what who's wait what I didn't I really was not buying any of it. I really thought I was going crazy, insane. It, it was not similar to my childhood experiences. This was very different. So it was as if it was happening to me all over for the first time. Uh, and I hadn't really thought about my childhood experiences ever since. I thought maybe those were figments of my imagination. I now know, of course, they were not because they would keep me up terrified as a, uh, you know, five six-year-olds under the covers I can imagine Every, it, it was really you know a lot a lot of people email me now that their children have these same experiences uh, they, they can feel people in their room they see people in their room and I I tell them please do not discount it my parents did believe me um, they did they never made me feel like I was crazy or that I didn't see what I said I saw so that is very important
1: uh you know, and I'm, you know oh sorry I'm sorry
3: the um the veil between the two worlds they say on Halloween is the thinnest but in a medium's world it's always a very thin wor- uh, veil between the two worlds so
1: so then i guess that brings up two questions if i the, the question about gifted children i mean I, the sixth sense is one of those films that usually pops up in conversation when you talk about experiences like that but it must be very scary to be a child and having no context for what you're seeing and, um, and, and of course, not being able to even, even control your abilities if there's anything to control. But but like you said, it's very odd that it, it disappeared. You said it disappeared for a large portion of your life and only came back after your third child was born, right? Right. after. Well,
3: that was we had decided that was the last child we were having. And when he was an infant and I would put him down for a nap, and I would start doing my chores. My other two children were in school. The activity in my home was just off the charts. There was one time where, and and this is, it almost sounds unreal, but I was making my bed. And I'll never forget it was September because the kids had just gone back to school and I was kicking my heels. (laughs) Mm. And uh, (laughs) my little guy was in for a nap and I was, I had a lot of throw pillows at the time making my bed. And I remember turning my body to pick up the pillow off the floor and put it on the bed. And I saw a silhouette of a girl in the door jam of my bedroom. And it was just a silhouette. It, it, and mentally, the words I heard in my mind, and I heard, Hi. Uh, I can't recall her name at the time. I I didn't write it down, but she told me her name and she told me she died in a fire in, and she even told me the town in New Jersey. And it's, if you were to just think to yourself right now, um, I have to go do the laundry, that, that thought, the way you hear those words, I have to go to do the laundry. That's how I heard her speaking to me. They were with my own thoughts. And I, I'm like, wait, I, I blinked my eyes and she turned her head and on one side of her face, I can see it was, it was charcoal. It was, she died in a fire.
1: So she and was, she, 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 she looked,
3: chose to show me this. I, wanna, I, it wasn't the actual body, obviously, but it was the spirit body.
1: But she was her. still presenting to you as a person who had been burned
3: yes on one side of her face
1: that's 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 horrifying
3: well this was how the journey started up again for wow. me and it was horrifying and i um i remember talking about this experience i told my husband um i had called a friend because there's a little bit of a backstory prior to this but it's too long to explain i wrote all about it in my books uh and the friend was a, a, a medium And I I needed to call her and find out what to do. And she said, well, Kim, something is opening up and they want your attention and they they know you can see them and hear them. Uh, I never contacted her family. Um, It was just one of those things I let it go and I never forgot it, it terrified me. But then it just hasn't stopped since. And I don't typically get horrific you know visions like that anymore but um the whole process developed in such a way that when i do a reading now i become the person i'm reading hmm. so that i can go into the mind and i can feel everything they're feeling thinking the way they think it's very bizarre but um it, it's evolved into that type of uh Connection when I do readings now.
1: So is that when you say your when your friend that you sought some counsel with Says they know that you can see them and it reminds me of it almost reminds me of that uh, the, the movie ghost when Odame brown uh, when whoopi goldberg is obviously scamming people at her little her, you know her little place people are coming and they want to contact their their family and friends and she knows at least at the beginning she's scamming people then all of a sudden the ghost of sam wheat shows up and she hears a voice and, and it's like what what is that it's like a buoy like a uh, what what i guess there had to be a change if you became a beacon for all of this at that point but you know, remote viewers that I've talked to, interviewed on this show, they say that anyone can do remote viewing. And the, the same for the friends of mine who have come on to talk about out-of-body experiences, astral travel. Uh, is it possible for anyone to do what you do with technical guidance and practice? Or is it something that has to be, that just has to come alive in you, like it happened to you? Uh,
3: I believe for the most part, everyone can do transcend their consciousness and have that consciousness travel as in remote viewers. Um, it is a technique like any other technique that you have to learn. If you want to be proficient in playing the violin or an instrument, you need to practice. Uh, do I do I believe anybody could do this? Yes, but certain people are on the fast track to having something in their aura open up. Uh, for me, I learned later on in life that it was because I was electrocuted at a young age.
2: Oh.
3: All due to my own curiosity. Uh, little, As a little girl, I was underneath the Christmas tree on Christmas Eve, and there was a safety pin on the floor. And I'll never forget, I was watching The Munsters, how apropos. Yeah. That was my favorite show. And um, I said, gee, I said to myself, well, I wonder what will happen if I plug this pin in the electrical outlet. Of course. And I did. My body, I shot across the room. My whole arm here, my forearm, which you can see now has no scarring, it was charcoal. Uh, my mom, all, all my aunts were over cooking the big Italian fish dinner. So they were all in the kitchen. They dropped everything, called the doctor. The doctor said, in those days, bring her to my office. I'll meet you there. He looked at it, wrapped it up with this ointment. Silver Dean said, I can't guarantee she's going to you know, not have any burns or scars, but leave this ointment on in however many weeks, take it off, or days, I don't remember. Never had any scarring. Years later, when I was seeing that girl in my room and with the burnt face i went to the public library they didn't have much on the internet back then we had encyclopedias i'm showing my age and i went to the library i said gee i something has to be with this and i picked up a book randomly i went into the paranormal section the new age section and there were all these old type books like you know the 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 sisters that levitate and all that And I opened up a book called The Link, L-I-N-K. And I turned to this page just randomly. And I just said, let me see if this is a book that I wanna take out of the library. And the paragraph that I read said, um, most mediums have found that in many cases, they were hit with high doses of electricity at a very young age before the age of 10. Hmm. And it quickly brought me back to the time where I did that and it said in the book that something opened up in, in my aura now i know a lot of near death experience people have uh, come back with developed gifts when they say they touched heaven's uh, vibration uh, people who have had trauma head traumas or accidents come back with gifts which i just uh, chalk it up to something opened up in the auric field uh, which is allowing the connection between the two worlds that's really the best way I feel to explain this
1: so there's a um, way there's a way for for someone to be obviously just born on a fast track then there are things that can happen to you to almost like supercharge your development and then there is just technique and research and practice and, and there is a way to to uh, become a little more proficient in the uh, in, in the practice
3: Yes, I don't recommend anybody putting a pin in the outlets. Right, right. Of course, of course. But, you know, by chance, I mean, I guess that's how they found electricity and all these other inventions, is by chance that this happened to me. But now here's another interesting fact. This runs on my father's side of the family. Uh, None of my cousins choose to do this for a living but they all can uh, my father's sister is a, a, a very famous healer back in her country and um, people would come from all over the countryside to have her pray over their children who were sick so she has it a little bit in a different way but again I do believe that this would have been my destiny but somehow it was sped up
1: let me ask you this now there's two questions that come to mind now first one w- is with children as well uh have you a have you ever been called in to take up a case of a, a gifted child or anything like that who feels helpless and haunted um that th- it's it, it's becoming very traumatizing and you say listen hey kim i think my i think something legitimate is happening with my son or my daughter can you come and talk to them and give them some kind of uh, guidance as to what they're seeing and, and how to deal with it, because it, it's what. It, how do you make it go away? Is it something that you can make go away? Can you say, "I, I, I completely forsake this ability of mine. I don't want to see the dead anymore in my room." Is that possible, or is this something that you just have to learn to live with?
3: Well, yes. I've heard, I've helped many people, many children. I've gone to many homes. First thing I'd like to do is see what. Energetically, what are these children dealing with or what's trying to get their attention. That's number one. Because there can be some lower level entities that prey mostly on innocent children. And children that have not been indoctrinated by the world yet, you know, mm-hmm. aka mothers and fathers and teachers telling them ghosts are not real, that it's just make-believe, uh, but that's why pets also, in a, like cats, are very psychic. Dogs can see spirits. Uh, they're not indoctrinated, they're pure, pure spirits. So the children are pure. Uh, and if there really are threatening entities, that's the first thing I would like to know. So I'll always go there, do an assessment. I, I don't really do this as much anymore with the assessments, I don't have time. Uh, but there are so many psychic children that Uh, So many people are asking me to write a book, and I just might do that for the children. I touched on it in um, the Happy Medium book. Uh, I give some techniques for mothers to teach their children and for the children to try it. Um, It's no different than being bullied in a schoolyard and the child has to learn how to stick up for themselves.
1: Mm, Okay.
3: Uh, It's like a free will, asserting your power, asserting your energy and um sometimes even finding out what that entity or well i call it an entity but it could it could be their like deceased grandparents for real you know and they just don't know it because they're always watching over us and and that's a big misconception where people mistake hearing thumps in the night sometimes that really can be your relatives just checking in on you and well, they they sometimes can be a little bit loud and no- noisy
1: i would uh, i would like to believe that it is just a thump in the night kim because that's, <laughs> that's i'm telling you to uh so, so what does that mean about see and this is where i I'm sure we're going to get into this where there's probably going to be a lot of pushback from people who have different ideas and different beliefs about what the afterlife is and what the nature of the soul is and whether or not this is implicating that we aren't we aren't uh, ascended to another place, but just kind of stuck and walking around and watching the living live their lives. That kind of sounds like a that kind of sounds like a I don't know. I don't know what that what that means. But let's get to skepticism for a second, because I know proof is a big thing for you and for anybody especially for a new yorker uh not only is every person who works with you comes to you for a reading looking for undeniable signs that your abilities are authentic but i'm sure that you yourself want to know if you're in the zone or if you're just imagining things so what did it take for you to say this is real i'm tapped in and uh i i can verify this
3: oh great questions. It's like you're in my head. I did readings for people for one whole year without charging anyone. They were complete strangers. I would only read strangers, by the way, uh, people that I knew nothing about. And how that would happen was it was just word of mouth. So I started with one person that was in my town. Uh, Long story short, I was sitting in a diner and I was with that medium friend of mine right next to me, was a couple sitting there, husband and a wife, and the name Faye kept coming to me. I kept hearing it. And I kept being pulled, like drawn to that table. So I told my girlfriend, I said, "Um, there's somebody here for those people. And she said, well, if you don't tell them, I will. Because I I told you, you need to deliver these messages. So I didn't really want to do it. They were enjoying their meal. I didn't want to get involved. But she opened her mouth and she said, "Excuse me, my friend here is a medium, and she sees someone around you named Fay." The woman grabbed her heart; she, 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 you know, lost her breath, and she said, "That's my son." So I said, Faye is your son? That's a woman's name." And she said, "No, you, no." She said, "I was married twice. That's." Um, that's my son's last name uh, but oh because I had told her it's somebody who's trying to come through from the other side mm. uh, with the name Faye and um and I said it was a male and then she just attributed it to it being her son and then I gave her another piece of information they looked at me as if to say who is this this witch this woman what is this is this some the husband even said to me is this some sort of you know, demented joke, I said, no, no, it's really not. I'm so sorry, I said, but I do have this ability and I live in East Meadow and um, I gave her my phone number. This was, she asked me if I would do a reading for her. And that was the first reading I did after this was tested by my other friend. And from that woman, her whole family made appointments with me anonymously but I knew it was them. And then from there, it was just word of mouth from all those people. And I read for one whole year trying to see if this was pure luck or if it would just continue and I will just keep getting it right. Hmm. And um, I needed to learn to trust the information that was coming through. Because my ego was tend would tend to get in the way like I didn't want to disappoint anyone and I certainly didn't want to come across as a fraud because I didn't that that was not ever my intention. Uh, so I figured if I didn't charge anyone, they had nothing to lose. I, I, there's no way I was scamming them because they're not giving me anything. It was just taking some time away from them right And that made that made me feel better. It, it allowed me to relax. And if I messed up, I messed up. You know, no no skin off their nose. Um, after about a year, and my phone ringing off the hook through dinner, through every part of my life, uh, my husband was getting agitated and he said, listen, um, this can't go on, you know. this The phone is ringing throughout the day, night and everything. So I said, well, I think I have to hire someone to take my calls. And he said, well, I'll do it. You know, when I get home from work, I'll do the calling I'll call back people and then he said do you really think that you should be doing this for free it's taking up a lot of your time and your energy and I agreed and I was comfortable at that time with the gift and proving after a year's worth of readings that there's there's no way I would know what I knew continuously right so that's how that way I did prove it to I did that to prove it to myself
1: well, I guess what you did, you would really have to do in your position, especially like th- there's no better business bureau for psychics, you know, so you, you have to you, you. It has to be something that um, at least at least builds confidence. And obviously things like the entire family doing anonymous uh, readings with you is. Most definitely, at least in some way, everybody cross-checking to see what kind of results they got and whatever, and and, uh, and and if it only kept growing, then it means that there's something of value there. Now, now, when you receive, in what way do you receive and even transmit messages? Because you know, you said before, the thought of okay, I have to go do the laundry. That is the that is the way that you heard the little girl who had died in the fire. But is it English that always comes? through i have to imagine that not every spirit you have been in contact with was an english speaker in life so how, how does that work and uh, do they hear you through thoughts just as you hear them
3: yeah yes because thoughts um, and feelings are universal language uh you know even before any language was invented we we communicated with you know facial expressions and we could tell through the eyes what we're feeling, each other's feeling. Uh, but that's another great question because what I have learned over the years was, when someone spoke another language, the way that they would communicate with me in a reading was through um, showing me what looks like a film, like those eight millimeter films mm-hmm. in my mind, like I'm watching a movie, and I I could see the different frames of the film just like that and i can see what's happening in each frame and i learned that it's easier for me to understand the movie and to just interpret the movie than to try to understand what they're saying but i will understand a lot of um, foreign language in the background uh, some i will recognize like italian and spanish i do recognize a lot of the times, if it's a language I never heard, I'll just say they're, they're speaking a different language. I cannot make out what this is. It's the ancestors with them coming through. Hmm. But the movie is what I interpret. So it's more clear, voyance clear It's the visual part of my gift that is used when it's another language got you and feelings too like i can feel love i can feel sadness i can feel what they're feeling and i will interpret that as well uh they a lot of the times when they try to tell me how they passed on or what they what were the last moments of death for them they literally bring me through that experience whereas i become the person dying uh, and I get these like quick hits in my body where I'll feel like if it's a heart attack, I'll, I could just or shortness of breath. I'll, I'll get like a quick hit of a shortness of breath, and those are just psychic symbols. Uh, you know, they're not real shortnesses of breath and. Uh, ailments
1: for me so is everybody in your experience is everybody accompanied like I I was raised with the belief that everyone has at least one guardian angel is there any uh, you know if you really wanted to zero in on somebody is there always someone or something with them
3: always always Uh, we don't come to (laughs) earth is like going on an expedition (laughs) like going to the moon coming to this planet is there's no handbook you know and we have one main guide this is what I've learned and that guide stays with us just as the main person then you get all these little different guides that come in as you're learning new things and if you want to become proficient in uh, the medical field you'll, you'll attract medical guides or doctors that used to operate and they'll sort of uh, the guides go to people who have a similar path than they had when they were alive that's the only way that they can guide them through
1: so it's not necessarily somebody that you you knew
3: nope okay that that's people think that Uh, you can absolutely have your loved relatives like a grandparents and whatnot guide you in certain situations Uh, But they're not, if you think about the knowledge they had, and they're they're not always so equipped, you know, like the extent of their knowledge in their thought process and their consciousness is most likely what it was when they were here, not to say they didn't learn a lot of things when they got to the other side, but they're not always equipped to teach and guide uh, the path that you as a soul have chosen. Um, but the person who did have that experience in life can definitely is well equipped and that helps that person raise their frequency. So if they didn't get it right in their own life, but once they got to the other side, they're like, wow, I wish I would have known this when I was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, things would have been different. They can literally sign up to, for guide status to guide someone. And it's pretty cool the way that works.
1: Just to put, just to put in, uh, put in a like a work form or yep. <laughs> just I, 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 you know, a
3: requisition to d- be guided. something.
1: Yep. I mean, well, 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 What about you? Do you ever uh, read for yourself? Uh, who who's always tagging along with you? Uh, is it one of those things that you can dial up a specific family member and get a piece of information, a memory, any anything that you've uh, you've ever want a gap uh, in family history that you knew that someone in particular would have known in life but they're not around to tell you anymore. That would be another really great way for me to proving what I'm taking back from the other side is is uh, is authentic there too, especially if there's any gaps in family history.
3: Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> I have um, I have this cousin that when she was alive, she passed from COVID, but um, we didn't need words. I was in Florida. She was in New York, and we would communicate constantly. I would call her and say, you called and she really didn't call physically but she called me with her mind that's one um so i have helped other families connect the dots there was a girl i read once and she was really hoping to hear from her mom and that's the only reason she came to see me and everything resonated everything sounded correct it did sound like her mom but she was very disappointed when she left and she said that's not my mom's name I said i'm so sorry but that's what she's telling me i i can't change it she's like well something's weird and i don't know how to make sense of it but maybe you have your wires crossed i said well maybe i think i didn't charge her either i think i let her go and like you know she seemed upset she called a, the following week her sister called and wanted an appointment and she my husband makes my appointments and she said to my husband that Her sister never knew that her mother's real name on her birth certificate was the name I was giving her. Wow. And I have found since that they typically come through with their birth-given names, even if they were known as a nickname. The birth-given name holds energy to it, and it's attached to the soul, and you pick that name. It has a frequency. So you're Frank, but, uh, you know, I might read another Frank and everything connected to that Frank is different because of the frequency of that soul so um, uh, yeah I've I've connected many dots some some there was one idea where they wanted (laughs) they wanted me to do a show about missing ingredients of uh, you know, dialing Nonna from the dead to get the missing ingredients in a recipe, and I was like, "Well, I have done that, but that's a bit much."
1: Yeah, I, I was going to recipe. Well, you know, recipes aside, you you touched on something that I want to talk about, and that would be inherent dangers. And I have a couple of questions about this because obviously, any tool, any ability can be misused and become counterproductive. And aside from, I'll, I'll have, I you know, I have some related questions to this later on, but as far as grief goes it is human grief it's such a delicate messy thing and we did a whole show on grief back in august and so i guess the question is is there any is there any cases that you won't take because a person is just not in a good enough position to even handle the idea of uh, like levels of desperation uh anything like that um I, i mean i know it's we're new maybe just i don't know here's the thing right now we're seeing things like ai come in and fill the gaps for some people would be like if they lost someone that they love for most people they just need time maybe some prayer uh healthy routines and slowly you can put yourself back together you can move on and you can you can get on with life though you always miss and love that person others have gone to psychic mediums like yourself to try to to try to get some closure and all that but now we're, we're we're getting into this age where i read these stories of ai where people are putting together these programs that are the machines are generating the likeness of dead family members and friends based on how they used to text and post on social media and and they're trying to give grieving people outlets for comfort in really disturbing macabre ways and um I don't know. Maybe you can just comment on on grief in general because everybody's looking for an outlet for that, and and I don't know. It I guess there's a question in there somewhere, but it's just grief. Go ahead.
3: Well, that's that's very creepy. I I, I didn't even know that. Oh, I, I know. More I know and more. AI is you know doing ridiculous things, but uh, what d- generating grief uh, uh, solutions is just. There's no, no replacement for the human spirit whatsoever. And um, yeah, there are times where uh, there's a grief-stricken, desperate person. And I know, as a professional, they won't even hear what I'm saying in that time. So it's not the right time. I won't read them. Hmm. They won't even hear me. So it, it won't even make a difference. The things that make a difference because I'm I'm not big on oh yeah, you know, your mother loves you and she misses you, and just the general stuff. I always want a message and I I'm pretty strict with that. I have criteria for the other side. It's like listen, you're showing up, they have a need. I don't know what their need is because everybody grieves differently who has guilt who has uh things they never said you know closure and all kinds of reasons people people don't sleep at night after a loved one passes and um especially reading parents who lost children that's Mm heart-wrenching but what i find over and over and over is they get what they need, not necessarily what they want to hear, but what they need to hear. And for some reason, the the spirit world knows how their loved one thinks and what they need. Because each person I read, it's not cookie cutter. It's always different, Uh, whether it be don't blame yourself, I needed to go when I went or it's um I was not in pain when I passed even though it looked like I was God gave me his grace and whatever it is there's always a healing comforting answer there's always a question and an answer and I do feel and this is what I teach my students there's it's like therapy but it's spiritual therapy they're coming for a reason and you need to zone in on where where is the blockage that's not allowing them to move forward i mean death is just needs time number one Mm -hmm. but i have had many instances where something as Simple As the most simplest thing I said in my mind, I was would think it didn't mean much, but it was literally perhaps the code word that they were looking for from their, their dead relative that I've had just so many emails over the years telling me I was finally able to sleep at night. It did not bring them back, but it brought them back for the moment. And I know it was real in my heart. So it will resonate. I don't know if AI would resonate with the human spirit.
1: Oh, it definitely wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. But but true
3: messages resonate.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It. it, We're always seeing evidence that there are people out that we are um, in great need. People want to have some sort of a pacifier. Everybody's going through a lot uh and that's just the way it is but you you can just tell that there are there are more and more things being concocted to give people some kind of a a numbing agent and and some of it is getting more and more um creepy i mean between all of the Mm. between all the sex dolls and to replace relationships and and talking to ai to replace friend you know the other like just like um Uh, even even platonic relationships just to have a friend it's very very weird this um, this relationship between man and machine and and that's i I just think about that dichotomy between what you do and what people are trying to to leave behind now for newer generations but you know you're talking about the messages that need to come through uh, I know you're the happy medium, but does any bad news ever come from the other side? I, I, we're not living in happy times per se, and a lot of death is unexpected and untimely. So how do you keep things positive without slipping into the hopium trap that everything is fine? so there's there, ha- there must be there must be some things that you have to find a very delicate way of telling somebody some uh, some unfriendly truths? Oh yeah, yeah,
3: I do. i've I I've said many things that, um, again, they might not have wanted to hear, but they needed to hear. Um, most of the time though, and this, this is something I've learned as well, when, when we inhabit this body here on Earth, it's um, there's so many illusions that take place, uh, there's so many programs probably came from all the machines and the thought processes that we've been taught and none of that's really real the only thing that's real is love honestly and unconditional love and love that cannot be destroyed by physical death and that is the biggest message that they come through with anything they suffered in life um i'll give you an example because i love giving examples suicide people suicide victims they come through and that's not a pleasant Topic to discuss. It's 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 uh, it's unnatural. Number one, a lot of religions teach against it, and um, the law, uh, the laws of the universe, the law of balance also teaches that you know you shouldn't take any any you shouldn't take your own life. However, um, what would be a positive spin on it is. And again, I'm learning every time I read. The positive spin is I'm not in hell. When they come through, they'll say, I'm not in hell. I'm not being held accountable for this because I was mentally ill. I had an illness just like any other illness, and I didn't seek treatment for it, or I didn't get the proper treatment for it. Or in a lot of cases, believe it or not, the medicines that doctors prescribed <clears throat> as these antidepressants very often work the opposite in young children that create these manic thoughts and uh, actions so the when the truth comes out like wow that's an uncomfortable truth but nonetheless it made me it makes me see it a little bit differently from their perspective that they are of clear mind now they're not in the physical body with all the toxins and all the you know programs They're free and clear. They're just a free soul now, able to just be love uh, and go back to source, which is love. That is a negative becoming a positive, but that's a universal truth of our soul. So um, I very often have to teach deprogramming to the people I read. And I don't teach it. The souls coming through teach it. Because what they say is this is not our natural state. Leaving the body, we become our natural state. But there has to be a time for us to leave, not just you know, we can't just randomly when we feel like it, but when that happens, a lot of the times it's because of desperation, mental illness, so on and so forth. So that's one thing you know that's that's the best example I can give you. It's um. Well, it just gets it gets to the the heart of the matter, like, wow, it's a different perception. It's a different way of looking at the way the soul looks at it.
1: Mm-hmm. we We just did a show uh, last week with uh, Dr. Evan Alexander. Who was in a he's a neurosurgeon who back in 2008 suffered a you know He was a a brain infection that put him in a coma for a week No brain activity had a 2% chance of surviving not even enough brain activity to to power a dream so What he did was he went to the he was on the other side for a week and when he came back He was met by skeptical, you know fellow neurosurgeon friends of his but I have to imagine it wouldn't be hard for him to convince someone like you of what is out there, and what he described is is incredible. And of course, a, lo- a lot, a lot on the long, uh, along the same lines of what you're describing right now. But have you ever been called in to debrief someone who is fresh off of a near-death experience to try to make sense of the things that they saw, and of obviously it's probably a little bit one of those things where. Uh, if you had one of those experiences, you would really pick and choose very carefully who you told about it because you wouldn't want to seem crazy. So have you ever been uh, chosen as a person to debrief them on their travel back to our world?
3: I I know Dr. Uh, Alexander. I know his story and it's quite amazing i've never been called to debrief anyone that way okay however i study near-death experience it's it's one of my fascinations um and you know they all have a similar story to tell uh and i do compare it to when i channel the other side and it's so it's to a t it's exact uh there's an animal kingdom there the same way we have an animal kingdom here. The difference is the uh, lions and tigers and bears uh, do not need to eat each other to survive. So they are coexisting very nicely on the other side. They lay down with each other. They run in the open green fields. There's colors there that I've never seen here when I do a reading. Um, Usually when the children come or the animals is when I see exact depictions of what it looks like where they are all others i set up a room with um uh, no walls so that i don't get distracted because then there's just too much background Hmm. and too many too many people show up in a reading from a family line so i just make it easy but when the children come through they always show me the playgrounds and the Beautiful, beautiful scenery, and the pets show me the same things. So those come from the innocence, and um, yeah, I I like to compare the notes for sure. And um,
1: you know, you're just talking about the children coming through. Uh, A lot of people will say that if they, if there is a an elderly member of their family that has passed on, they die, and they and they aren't. I don't know. There's some sort of an after death communication after the fact uh, that is they seem to be restored to perfect health. Maybe they seem a little bit younger, a little bit more uh, you know, somewhere around middle age, but they're not old and infirmed and unable to to, to walk. And, you know, l- the way that they were at the very, very end. What about children? Do children remain children or do they do they mature to some sort of a, what they would have been like around m- middle age? Because if we're talking about the eternal soul, then to be reflected just by this little snapshot of what they were on earth forever and eternity sounds a little bit, I don't know, like uh, a little weird. I, I wouldn't want to be a, a five-year-old forever. I'd like to be maybe a, a 25-year-old forever. So, so how does that work?
3: Yeah okay so the the elderly and infirmed will only come across to me showing me like just for an example if they had their legs amputated and they were in a wheelchair Hmm. just for the purposes of identifying who they are they'll show themselves in that in that moment just to identify them and in the next moment they'll show themselves dancing so the way that i would interpret that is i have my legs back i am dancing i, I am not restricted
1: now Com- complete
3: it de- it depends when i read the child that crossed over if i read the parent 20 years after the child passed over they literally will show up as a man or, t- or a woman 20 years later wow literally they grow in spirit and i'll tell you what what i've learned your their loved one As a psychology, they would like to know that they're they're still with the family. They're still growing and the person, the man that they are, the the parents want to know that. That makes them feel better. I didn't know that until these children started coming through and saying, tell my mom, tell my mom what I look like. And I will describe the adult that they are, and the parent will say, wow, they they died when they were eight months old. Now, I don't know that, but I have to honor the spirit coming through, wanting the parent to know, I, I would say, he looks like he might be about 25 years old. And indefinitely, the mom would say, that's how old he would be now. So, I just trust. I don't try to f- fit anything it, into my perception or my world. It's, it, it, when I, if I ever did that, it would be completely wrong. Um, I honor the spirit. I work for the other side as well as this side. I work for both. That's why I am the medium. I'm the go-between. So when, when a, a woman or a man sits in front of me and someone comes through that abused them, tortured them, they didn't like they will try to send that spirit away i've had that happen many times and my stance is listen i'm the judge in the courtroom you 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 know you could send them away but then there's going to be a lot of healing that still needs to be done on both your ends um and i've i become the voice for the other side as well i'm the advocate for both that's also the happy medium finding the happy medium which is the go-between find the balance find the solution uh and it's all about healing really you know i i I will honor their wishes if they don't want to speak to the person who abused them Mm -hmm. but again i have to be very delicate about why are they showing up what do they want what is their plight why are they here well you You know i'm i'm curious i want to
1: know too oh i can, I can imagine uh, especially if you're you know you're the monkey in the middle of this whole thing you definitely want to have some sort of an idea of uh of, of what your role is and what the appropriate actions are and and, right. uh, and yeah if you're going to mediate any kind of a contract dispute but here's the whole thing when you say well, I'm, I'm the judge in this situation a lot of people you know I, you'd have, you've got a italian last name you're from new york i'd have to assume you were brought off roman catholic uh, how would you define yourself religiously these days, and how do you deal with pushback from uh, detractors on a religious basis? Because this, I, I can see how this will uh, get a lot of people very uncomfortable for you to 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 see yourself as a judge in, in a spiritual sense at all. Or, or well, not, a,
3: judge wasn't really the right word because I don't judge anyone. A mediator. Uh, yeah, mediator is the better word, right?
1: But but you know also to have you know there's a lot of different types of pictures that are painted about an afterlife that are different than than what people from various faiths might see coming on there so how do you define yourself religiously these days and of course uh, deal with pushback from various angles uh uh, detractors from religious angles because it's you know not one religion is the same and even in one religion there are there can be tons of denominations that all see things differently too so uh how's that balancing act
3: (laughs) frank you need to read my book oh yes Uh, yeah i wrote all about this but i'm gonna i'll give you a brief so I don't believe in organized religion. Of course, I went to Catholic school up to a, a young age. I uh, was raised Catholic, turned Christian, You know, more like non-denominational, um, not praying to the saints and whatnot, following Jesus. Uh, but what I've come to realize and what I've come to know and what my truth has come to be is um, the only religion I follow is love. That's it. That is my religion. Uh, you love for humanity, love for one another. Uh, I do believe in a higher being, absolutely. I believe in a, a source creator. I call the creator God. I do believe in uh, amazing masters that walk this earth, teaching the truths of love, um, such as Jesus, Yeshua. I do believe that. I wasn't there, but it resonates with me, and I have had a close relationship with the spirit of Yeshua when I was a young girl, very young, I was a teenager. And I would go to Bible classes and I was very involved in the church, not the Catholic church, it's more like a Baptist Christian church. And what I started to find, see I was on this quest to learn um, as what I was seeing as a kid. And then when I was an adult, I started to learn that um, the more of a connection i had in my spiritual life the more developed my gifts became hmm. it, it was there were they were they were growing exponentially my gifts uh, so if you put me in the church i hate labels by the way hmm. you can call me a prophet and that will very much be accepted by the church so it's it's really what you call me And I don't like the word psychic. I don't even like the word medium. So if you wanna go the science route, because listen, science is proven in a lot of ways where energy cannot be created nor destroyed, but it can only change form. I like to also incorporate the science part of what I do because I was very much about learning, how do I do this? How does anyone do this? and if consciousness cannot be created nor destroyed how could we just even uh, with common sense believe that we don't that we cease to exist somewhere on some kind of vibrational scale right and i went from i went to priests that had turned psychic and i knew i'm like wow this guy must know the truth and actually, his name was Frank, Father Frank. Oh well, there you go. It was a cool dude. I trust. I, tr-
1: I trust him already.
3: Uh, yeah, great guy. A great, great guy. Uh, I went to him. He I, he. I was a housewife at the time. My gifts were starting to develop. My child, the third baby was born. Um, I walked into this house where he was reading in this little kitchen area. He. He didn't know me. He didn't know my friend. We were recommended by a friend. I sat down and he turned over a couple of playing cards just playing cards diamonds spades and i didn't know what he was looking at and he looked at me straight in the eye and he said he said you've been given a gift by by god my dear so i was poker, face, poker faced i didn't want to let on uh i didn't want to give him anything and he's like i said really i i can you elaborate on this gift He said, okay, hold on. He turned over a couple of more playing cards and he said, "Um, oh, you have the ability to raise your your vibration and go into other worlds and bring back loving, healing messages from the people's dearly departed. That's all I needed to hear. I didn't want the reading to keep going. I had questions. He nailed it, he knew it, and I asked him how he knew it, and he said, i have been given the gift of knowledge that's my gift and father frank was really a he put things in great perspective for me he said do people at this point i was doing readings like for free you know yeah he said do people walk away from you horrified and in fear or do they feel light and airy and healed I said, oh my gosh, I, I get phone calls all the time that people could finally sleep at night, they can breathe knowing their loved ones are okay, uh, they, they, they had proof during the reading, there's no way I would know this or that. He, so he said in such a simplistic way, then my dear, you are doing God's work. He said, there are those who take this gift and manipulate people and use it for their own gain. He said, but that's not you. You know, I never looked back after that. It's really all I needed to hear. And I I believed that to my core, that my intentions are always pure. Uh, And I always prayed, like, gee, gosh, if this is not something I need to be doing, take it away from me. Make my phone stop ringing. I don't want this. And my phone would ring more.
1: It's definitely one of those turning points I can see. uh, Almost like a, all right, well, let's go. Let's get to work then. And then, of course, is spawned books, is spawned many, many uh, many years of work on television. Um, for the sake of, and I, you know, I know we have uh, only a couple of minutes left here, so I really want to get a few more things in. I'd love to have you back sometime, especially if you ever come back up to New York. We'd love to have you in studio one night. Uh, your, ce- your celebrity client list is very impressive. Uh, you did a whole show just based on that. Of the work that you have done, Uh, What's your most memorable reading you've ever provided especially to a celebrity because we we already have a couple of your uh, your episodes set aside that we can that we can share and rebroadcast at some point but uh, most memorable reading you ever did.
3: Uh, The one that sticks out in my mind is Roddy Roddy Piper the, the wrestler. Oh really it was so deep it was so emotional it was so and then he died like like not that long after i read him i, remember maybe I was gonna say
1: how, i was gonna say how close to the because he you know that's a fairly recent death
3: right it was it was um the whole episode and meeting that i had with him was really about him losing most of his friends and not knowing why he survived and um, I really could sense that part of his soul wanted to be on the other side. Uh, and sometimes you can actually will yourself to, to go there, which is, believe it or not, I feel like it's, it's such a depressed guy, uh, carried around a lot of guilt for whatever reason, and um, didn't feel that he should be here while all of his friends were there. Uh, so that, that really was impactful. That was so deep, and that really touched my heart there were so many that was so good it, um healing so healing um with with a different twist a lot of them had different twists to them i saw but you that, did you did work with good. chaz palmentary
1: chaz palmentary mm-hmm. um that yeah, he's a i'm a big fan of his um i saw him do the we i'm so happy that we got to go see him actually perform the one man uh show of a bronx tale um, but it was th- there's just a lot, a lot there. That's interesting. That, that would be your most, uh, your most memorable. Are you still real quick? Uh, just on the aside, because I have, I have one more uh, bigger question: Is are, are you still called to investigate haunted homes? And if so, what is preparation for something like that all about?
3: Oh yeah, I'm still called for it. I, I I'm not doing it anymore though. Okay. I moved away from it. Um, uh. It, I can't tell you why I was just instructed to do so um, I was like more like help the more real-life situations with real families not that they're not real these hauntings and whatnot they're very real but um, they take a toll on my body honestly a lot of a lot of energy a uh, little bit dangerous to be honest as well right. People don't realize the uh, danger I put myself in and I always felt protected which was good and I always do my rituals but um there just comes a time where you have to just hang up that hat and just go where you're called and i'm i'm called i'm being called in different directions and i just want to also last note to let you know never once did i ever advertise my services ever anywhere this has always been word of mouth and i never even solicited trying to get a television show I was just placed in front of the right people unbeknownst to me in a group setting of a reading that I did at someone's home. And there happened to be some producers in that group, the way I touched their soul. So um, that all parlayed just from, I guess, uh, it, people feeling the healing portion of my gift. And um, and so for that, I'm very grateful. But yeah, I, I never tried to to do any anything you know bigger but i'm grateful i'm very grateful that just went with the flow
1: just flowing that's all
3: that's it just Just in the flow then you know i just attracted all of this and uh i do believe that the celebrity part of it was really just to bring uh if you want to talk about the higher reason it was to bring awareness to the public about this work and uh how healing it can be and uh just to let go of the misconceptions of all the woo-woo and all the yeah. evil parts of it
1: well 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 for example to, well here's another thing about uh about the perception and and what your life is like really getting a glimpse into what you what you do and how you live uh we've been on we've been on the phone with each other now for just about an hour and we're about to wrap up in just a couple of seconds but do, do you are you are you able to shut out anything coming through during the time that we talk or as have you been getting uh you know voices coming in uh, while we were talking either uh something that has to do with the show or someone from the audience i mean there's a lot of people watching right now but has anything come through while we've been on the air together
3: so um, i will actually tell you no and the reason is is because i have disciplined my my field i have discipline the other side to and it's it's no different than when you have children and you're on the phone and they're tugging at you mommy 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 they there's a time and a place where I do give them my attention they cannot invade my everyday life if one does slip through kudos to that soul (laughs) because they've worked extra hard to get my attention when I wasn't listening so it's a conscious act of listening. I, I do a shift in listening skills when I do my work. It's literally another dimension I have to zone into. Um, but if there is someone that is just tugging at me, like that that little uh, younger man in the diner, I don't hold back the message because that soul works so hard to get me to say it. Um, but I, I have that discipline. Some mediums don't know how to shut it up. Uh, I couldn't live... I wouldn't be in agreement to do this work. My life was very hectic, raising three boys and having trying to have a normal life. Um, I didn't, uh, that was my priority. This, I said to God, I'm on board, but I have a, fu- uh, a few requirements here. Wow. And I have to say... Uh, thankful
1: that they listen well uh, it's it's been great talking with you really has um i i I, now that i brought up the the movie ghost before i've been thinking about the been thinking about other things too especially okay here's one last question for you then uh possession now not necessarily demonic possession which i'm i'm sure uh is one of those um one of those dangers of the job especially if you're hanging out in haunted houses and (laughs) things things are going right but um but in the movies, especially Ghost, it it depicts this ability of a medium to allow a disembodied spirit to have a corporeal experience, at least temporarily. So aside from listening to them, is that, have you seen that, that a, 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 a spirit has taken over the body of a medium, at least for a couple of minutes to be able to be in the world for, you know, that, that time, or is that just the stuff of movies?
3: Oh, it's not just in movies. It's very real. It's very real. There's, there's definitely attachments. It's all energy, if you think about it. So like, they're like spiritual, they're, they're uh, spirit hitchhikers. Hmm. And they literally, you know, they, they, they will go where they resonate. If, if you're a drinker and they love to, you know, indulge, they'll come around you if they can, or especially if they know you. Uh, so so that's why I always say, you know, you can't let your guard down too much with um, substance abuse because that really is an invitation for them to kind of filter their way in when you're not looking. Uh-huh. You know, when you have, your, you have your guard down, that's just one aspect of it. Uh, it happened to me. It wasn't a, 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 a evil person by no means. It wound up that it was a woman who came to see me who lost her son. And when this woman left uh Hassan attached to me, and i didn't know it and I started having a lot of stomach problems and what happened was um again, if you read my book, my husband is my channel that's a whole another. that's a whole nother story, but I learned to put my husband under altered states, and the spirit guides talked through him. And one night, my spirit guide came through and spoke through my husband in his sleeping state and told me that um, this little boy, I, I, my question was, why, why do I have these stomach issues? And they said that this little boy, mom came to see me. She was from Connecticut. Um, I got all the details and that he chose to stay with me because I was a mom of boys and he felt comfortable with me. Hmm. And his mother was in such grief. I also learned that she passed over. And I'm like, well, why is he still with me? He he said he needs to go find her. Well, she has to come and get him. And um, so I did this like this work with this with the guy to come and get him. And I I don't even know who the lady was. I don't like I just know it from the spirit guide who told me. But I read so many people. And long story short, there was a time where I just felt like they reunited. And uh, and then I'm pretty good. I'm like, all right, good. So uh-huh. they attached to my solar plexus. Um, not an evil little boy. Felt comfortable with me. Wanted to connect to his mom. Came through. I didn't feel a threat, so I probably didn't put on the heavy protection at that reading.
1: Just a little magnetism is all.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So it's a like does attract, and um, you definitely can have spiritual hitchhikers. Uh, one word of how you know that something might be with you is. Uh, mostly, if your mood changes in a, in a, in a moment's notice, out of nowhere, and you you had just maybe entered the room with someone else, or you just got on a crowded train, and your mood changes all all of a sudden, you're you're either picking up on someone else's energy, or someone's trying to kind of. Merge into your energy. I don't know.
1: So. The, the, the train alone would be a, a, enough to change my mood in a, in a drop, drop of a hat. Too. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway.
3: Well, I gave you that. I gave you that visual because of
1: the, the movie Ghost. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Get off my train. Uh, right? Anyway, Kim. Uh, Kim thehappymedium A uh, lot, a lot of work for people to to sift through. I I hope that we get to speak again one day down the line. Hopefully in studio. But uh, if there's anything else you want to plug before you go. I have your link inside the episode description so people know where to go to, 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 to go through to everything. Because you've got everything here. You've got your, uh, your, your events, your stores, your books, the YouTube, the blog. Everything is there. Um, anything you want to leave as is- well?
3: Everything is there. I am working on a third book. Uh, probably have a, quite a few more books inside of me. Uh, but I'm working on a book of the ethics and dangers of mediumship. Okay. Um, because people like everyone wants to hang a shingle outside and call themselves a medium and I am not about that. I take this work so seriously I have mad respect for the spirit world and the gifts that they bestow on us, and we really have to use them with integrity. And I want to teach uh, people how to do that.
1: Well, there you go. There's a lot of questions that I just asked tonight. The answers will probably be in that book, as far as ethics and the dangers and the pitfalls. But uh, it, it was a really wonderful ride tonight, Kim. And thank you for spending so much time with us.
3: Frank, thank you. You're a great interviewer. I really appreciate it. I had a blast.
1: Okay, great. Well, we'll keep in touch then. Have a good one, and send my best to your husband.
3: Thank you. I will. You oh, take care. Be well. You there too.
1: she goes, everybody. Kim Russo. We are going to take a really quick break. When we come back, we're going to take some calls, go into the Super Chats. Then we're going to have some fun with our our uh, electronic broadcast or emergency broadcast system text messages to the world. So uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, just please uh, go get yourself a refreshment. Uh, don't go too far from the stream because, you know, these intermissions are they're short. All right. Bye bye.
4: It's intermission time, folks.
0: Time out to press the like button. Thank you. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back.
2: Yeah, i
1: Entering,
4: quite frankly. Quite
0: frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite
3: frankly.
0: Quite frankly. Quite frankly.
1: Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly. Quite frankly.
4: Quite frankly. We all support, quite frankly. Not quite. Quite frankly. Joe
1: Brandon. Quite frankly. In Roma, Italia. Quite frankly. You're going on Frank's show tonight? I want to get a Coke.
3: Can I get a Coke?
1: Okay. It's October. Getting close to settling on some things, including a coffee, a, quite frankly, coffee provider and all that. So that's all coming up. We have a lot of different things that are, that's going to be, we're going to be just flushing out the whole merch, the merchandise section with, uh, with brand new stuff. Hopefully in time for the holidays. That would be smart of us if, it, if we did. Um, but anyhow, let's get to some super chats. Robert Sarns, this is all on quitefrankly.tv powered by Foxhole. If you have not signed up at Foxhole, which you can sign up right through the chat room, pilled.net, it's all the same thing. Pilled and Foxhole is the video provider um, over there on Pilled. It is as independent as it gets, and I have invested so much faith in it, and actually it's just a necessity. You don't know if it, if it sinks, it swims, I don't know. But all I do know is that the freedom we needed to be able to build up the network, the ideas that we have for the network that are still still developing slowly but surely. We have the themes, we have very responsive programming afterwards, after each show and in the, uh, and over the weekends. But we're getting to a time when we're going to start having more live, in-house programming, guest broadcasters, things like that, to continue to build up the network in the way that we envision it for the future. Um, This is a a network that is really made possible by Foxhole. You know, we tried it on DLive. They they peed in our Cheerios. Uh, Theta was once an idea. But you know, by the time they took us off of that uh, that encoder, that was very complicated. Um, obviously, the there wasn't that much time before Theta went away. This is this is our home, and I hope that you guys uh, become a little bit more supportive of it because your support and your usage is only going to drive any kind of you know uh, feedback that Matt and everybody else over there at pill.net need to make it more stable more responsive and you know everything you ever wanted to have in a in a social media platform so that's what i'm getting behind right now robert sarns on Foxhole, thank you so much. Sean Joe, thank you. Dark Heart Hemi says, shot over the bow, Majorcus is announcing the onset of martial law. Take it from there. So you think that him saying we need to be able to stem the flow of migrants and therefore skirt some laws that's getting in the way of building this wall that everybody said was racist when Trump was putting it together and erect some barriers. That's all because of martial law i mean i wouldn't um i don't put martial law out of the equation at all going forward but uh the the border wall is something that you say well the walls are there to keep you in well i mean if the the country was the size of new york then maybe that would be a big problem but we this is and we're talking about enormous enormous country um is Yellowstone going to go off? I always come back to Yellowstone. Ohio Kimmy, thank you. 123SKG says, how does Kim protect herself from opening up to evil or deceptive spirits? Well, it sounds like she has some personal rituals that she goes through, as she said there toward the end. Um, dangers and pitfalls and all that other stuff were, were another category of questions that I wanted to throw out. I got to a few of them, but, you know, we only have so much time. And I think that there's always a... Uh, there's always chance for her to come back in the future and if she's here in the studio sometime i don't know maybe in 2024 maybe she's sitting here in the studio and we can take some calls from people and she can read people right there uh that would be interesting to observe let's see stacks thank you so much stacks ohio kimmy again and secret weapon says thank you frank thank you secret weapon Over on the Rumble, everybody's having a good time, just chilling. They're massaging each other. Look at that. Why are 1,400 people on Rumble massaging each other? Very weird. Very strange. Uh, But there is 1,400 or so people. 1,300? What is that? And only 251 likes. Ladies and gentlemen, in about 30 seconds, we can get that up to 1,000 easily. Just by everybody helping me out and hit that like button, whether it's on a phone, on a tablet, laptop, whatever it is, please hit that like button and uh, help me grow the show on that platform, just like you can help me on YouTube as well. Uh, Jay Semo says, The Mrs. loved the subject tonight, Frank. Thank you. Well, you got it, Jay. Let's take a call. Or two nine one four two zero 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 two six nine. And while we do that, I'm going to quite frankly super chat.com. Jay Britt says, Great show, great guest. Stostube says, Damn, if Jay Britt's dropping a tribute super chat last night isn't a great enough reason to follow up with another contribution for the best independent media in the world. What the heck is? Shout out to Frank Frankly's Franciscans and of course Jay Britt. Thank you. There they are. Shouting each other out. Jay Brits and tube. Gino says, much love to you, Lauren and Aurora, Francis. Great guest tonight. Keep up the great work. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to leave the, the lines open for some calls. But while I do that, because it is 8.36 and we only have about 23 minutes or so left, I'm going to get to our big question from last night. And that is, if you had control... Of the emergency broadcast messenger system, what text message would you send the country? Okay, we'll read that in just a second. We're taking a call. Four one zero, you're on the air. Go ahead. No, I'm not. Four one right? yes. Who's this? Oh my this is this is Kate from Maryland. Kate? Holy, I can't believe I'm finally getting through. How many times have you been trying I've, to call?
0: I've, I've tried you so many times. Do I, am I doing it all right? You're on. I, well, in the background? I don't hear anything can in the background.
1: I can hear you. You you sound pretty uh, strong. There's nothing on in the background. So now the real question is, Kate, how are you going to spend the next minute of your life with me?
0: Oh, my God. I, I'm so many things running through my mind. But I do just, I wanted to call because of the medium. But I have to say, before I get started, you've been on my mind so much lately. You're... Guests have been off the hook. The last—I don't even know. I mean, the last couple of months, it's just been getting better and better. You're just amazing. What you do is so amazing. I can't. I'm so excited to get to say this to you in person.
1: Well, listen, sort of. Hey, One well, person. well, okay. Well, I, I, first of all, thank you for that. And we've been doing a lot of great booking. We got a, uh, a new, uh, new, new producer over the last couple of months, Krista, that's been helping me specifically with booking, and uh, and and we have been just really, uh, really kicking ass with that. And I'm glad that I'm glad that it's, it's it's hitting the right chord. That's exactly what what the show needs to be. That that kind of variation. So that's great. Thank you for the compliments. Okay, more. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: Well, you really enrich our lives. I I I gotta say, my mind has been expanded. I was I was very much a normie up until about maybe two years ago. So, you've enriched me big time. And um, one of part of that enrichment um, was I I went to a medium a couple years ago. And I wanted to share the experience because it was really crazy, and um, uh, my mom had died, and I just wanted to share that real quick. But if you don't have time, no, 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 no. go
1: go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, real quick. Okay,
0: it is—it's not too too long, but um, I I never thought I would ever go to a medium. But when my mom died a couple years ago, it was devastating to our family, and I was just searching for anything that might take away the pain and. I found a medium, a friend of mine recommended it, and uh, the medium experience was, I just, I was so surprised, but there was one particular moment that I thought the audience might get a kick out of, Um, so my dad, when when my mom died, uh, there's four of us, by the way, I'm Wendy's uh,
1: sister, I I thought uh, so. I I thought so. You know, just because because yeah, I yeah, see the yeah. I see the last name here. I'm like, is it is it? I don't know. But like, keep it, is uh, it, all right. So so, so so go anyway. go ahead.
0: Um. So when her mom died, you know, there's there's four daughters and my brother. Um. And my dad is the sweetest human being walking this earth, and he in fact surprised all of us because, of course, who gets the wedding ring? Right. My mother was an incredible woman, and who gets the wedding ring. He couldn't decide. So he actually had four of them made and replicas. And he surprised all of us and he gave us each a copy of the wedding ring. But what he did that was just really special is he mixed them all up. So even he didn't know who actually got the original one. He had the jeweler mix it up. So all of us got A ring and none of us know who has the actual ring because really it doesn't matter anyway.
1: Very nice.
0: nice. Anyway, so the medium when I was in the middle of my session she says to me, now mind you, I mean you know these mediums they really don't know you and they make a big deal about trying to uh, remain anonymous. You don't even use your last name. Right, right, right. Whatever. So throughout the session she says, you know, there's something coming up for me. I mean did you recently lose someone that was special to you and I said yes I did and she said now I'm seeing a ring and I thought oh well you know maybe she could say that generic and she said but you know what's really odd about this ring is it seems to be split into four pieces or something like why am I seeing four rings and I gotta tell you that moment it it was it was. There's no way she could have ever known that. I mean, it was such an odd thing. It's not like I've ever heard of another, a father doing that for his daughters. Or anyway, it was just a really that is really something special moment. And no, that, she that, knew
1: about it. That's a that that those are little things there, Kate. That will go a long way with me as well. And thank you so much for leaving yeah. it with us tonight. And I'm I'm happy you got through. In the meantime, email yes. me anytime. All right.
0: All right. All right great thank you so much for what you do Frank we love you
1: thank you and send my best to the whole family that's a great family out there that's a great family out there you see if I were I don't know how much that this would probably cost a lot more but then again four gold rings it's gonna be money one way or another but I would have had the original ring melted down with the three other rings so that there's a little bit of the original ring in all four of the rings that were then recast from the gold That's what I would have done, because you have to buy three other rings anyway. You have to buy three other gold rings anyway. You have the fourth. I would have them all melted down into the same, in the same kiln there, and then just recast. That would be nice. So there would be a little bit of a piece in in all four, but hey, you know, the symbolism is, um, that's everything. All right, here's some uh, emergency broadcast system messages. Ready? Here's the first one up. Uh, it is uh, it is from Road Trip. National Alert, congratulations, Starseed. Your Nasara check for $1 trillion has been deposited into your Ple- Pleiadian bank account, accounting for the intergalactic inflation. This amounts to $700 USD. We will proceed with burning everything without a blue roof. Love, JFK Jr. <laughs> wow. Whoa. There's a lot of boxes checked off there. I'm sure that there are a lot, a lot of 64-year-old people out there that were very excited when they got that one. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Here's one from Ill Discourse. That's Dan in Virginia. Says, it all starts with distrusting your government about everything. Can you imagine getting that text message? A few people here. Saying, "Oh, go watch!" Quite frankly, can you imagine that? Can you imagine if everybody, if a plug for quite frankly, got through to uh, two hundred million cell phones? Oh, and that is one mailing list you can't get off of. M three says we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. Here's another one. Uh, Trump won 2020 election in a landslide victory. Now, a lot of people saying Trump won. A lot of people saying seek Jesus now. Jesus saves. A lot of Trump won. Oh, someone, uh, the Iron Mountain Hour says boobs. But of course, written out in the old calculator language 80085. Uh, let's see here. This is not a test, says Leanne. <laughs> here's a, here's one, another national alert. You are now trans. A lot of people saying, don't trust the government. Your government is trying to kill you. Shower stream on Saturday night. Yes, tune into the shower stream on Saturday night. Other people saying that they're going to send a dick pic to the... Oh, no! Ah! <gasps> Wake up, Kafeifi! Oh man, Oh, here's another one. This is from uh, Nick Strodamus. National alert: We have activated the mRNA LGBTQ device implanted in your vaccine. Congratulations, you're gay now. Um, here's one that said Matt's gay. Can you imagine everybody on the uh, in the everybody in the country at two p.m. yesterday? Their phone starts going off, and they just saw national alert. Matt is gay. Now, for us, we know what Matt we're talking about. For people who watch Matt Christensen's show every night, I mean, they they turn that into his main URL. But uh, that's, that's funny. Meow, let's party like it's 1999. Mark Swan, there's Mark Swan. I've always wanted to send nationwide peen pics. See? Mark Swan. Other people suggesting that we should rickroll the whole fan, the whole uh, country. Epstein didn't kill himself. This is not a drill. I'm gay. So there's a lot of people that are coming out. <laughs> there's a lot of people that are coming out. Uh, it's great. There's it. that that, that there's a little bit more there all right so um 914-200-0269 we'll get to a little bit more of those on the other side um but i would love to take some more calls from you all 914-200-0269 uh if not we're actually going to uh to dip out in a little bit jay britz just said i have to i had a shout out from the legend christos stostoop himself i can die fulfilled now oh yeah and frank Incredible. Let's take a call from 978. What's going on? 978 you're on the air.
4: Oh, holy balls. Hi Frank. Hello, who is this? <laughs> this is this is Melissa. Um I okay, I'm a little bit in shock here that I just got through. I was just like, all right, all right, I'll try. You, you
1: play play your numbers. Um, we, you better play your numbers tomorrow, Melissa. That. Make sure you play your your lotto numbers tomorrow. You got through. all
4: right. I guess so, i okay. will have to do that. Um, we've emailed back and forth a couple mm-hmm. times, and the girls was always talking about the breath and the breathing and um oh, yes, yes, go uh, ahead. yeah, well, tonight, um, your topic was right up my alley I'm the one that also who lost the love of her life to um suicide, and um, I figured I would just kind of chime in on part of what Kim talked about um, just in terms of seeing a medium and having it be part of the healing process, because when I went to see a medium, um, I did my research. Um, There's actually a a foundation called Forever Family Foundation, and they're about healing from grief, and they vet mediums, and it's a very interesting... um, Set up, but anyway i after sitting with this medium um and i had been to mediums before it was nothing new to me but it was um the most transformative and healing experience that i've ever had um and just confirmed so many things that um that i had been picking up on and feeling with my own energy and um I don't know where I would be if I hadn't had that extra step in helping me through the process, because it was such a confirmation of my personal belief that we are infinite beings. Um, And there was absolutely no denying with all of the information that came through for me. Um, it, It wasn't just information coming through. It was like, exactly what she said she's a medium she's a go-between it was we were having a a conversation and an interaction with the three of us um and i know to some people who aren't open to this at all it, it can sound pretty kooky but when you experience it for yourself and it's real you're just filled with complete and total love that's all there is and it, it just it changed the whole trajectory of moving forward
1: with my life And you got so you got um, you definitely got that you got that closure that you needed and there was nothing about it that seemed inauthentic or um you, you, it it was just hitting too many too many highly specific and oh and, what, yes. what was it about it was it the specificity of the information coming through um was that really the thing it is? Because obviously that would that would go a, a long way for someone like me, especially if you're not giving a lot of personal information prior to. Then again, my entire me, I, I have a I have a problem. If anybody had more than an hour. Uh, to, to to research me and all the talking I do on the internet, uh, they might be able to put together some kind of a workable profile to really make it sound uh, convincing. But it could all just be a total fraud. So, um, but you know you you're not giving anybody uh, you know profiles of your background when you go into this stuff it's just right off the street
4: right exactly and and even that even in your case that it's not there there would be it's the tiny little confirmations it's the it's the personal things it's your day-to-day stuff it's things that you're thinking that you're feeling things that nobody knows things that you don't put out there um yes it's it it, for me it's hundreds of tiny confirmations of his presence that i was feeling or you know her i'll I'll give you one example just you know well he's laughing at you you know you're you're opening the fridge you're closing the fridge you're opening the fridge you're closing the fridge like were you just like what were you doing last night were you do you know just little things like that um you know describing my Um, my bedside table and what's with all these papers, all these papers, all these papers. And it's my stack of emails that I printed out um, between us and that I had been reading, you know, and, you know, a a description of how things are set up and just all these very intricate little details. And then that moves on into the feeling, you know, what, what's the feeling that, that I was having in that moment what was I thinking you know what
1: was I you know it, it, No, I get you
4: it yeah
1: I get you. It, it's yeah. hard
4: to put into words <laughs> I,
1: yeah I can uh, and again yeah, like I said that that kind of specificity that goes a long way with a lot of people and of course it, it's very hard to deny but I'm so glad to hear about your being able to to really uh, take take steps outside of that that grief. Cause I know it could be paralyzing and I'm happy you got through tonight, Melissa. Thank you for the call.
4: I am too. Frank is good to talk to you.
1: Okay. And, and keep in touch. I know you will.
4: I will indeed.
1: All right. right Bye. Take care. There you go. I guess there is a better business bureau for uh, psychic mediums. The forever family foundation. What'd she say? Oh man. eight We'll take one more call. Take one more. Um, just to see what's going on out there. 914 2000 zero two six69 And let's get to uh, the foxhole once again. Thank you, Witchy Poo. Thank you, Jay. Jay donated a, a nice nice little hill of gold pills there. I'm so, so um, grateful for you, Jay. Sean Joe Delona sent a ship. Says there is no one better on the airways than you, Frank. Uh, great to finally talk to you tonight. That was Dagny. That was uh, Kate. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. Delona, again, thank you. So there's a lot of wonderful people out there hanging out with us on a nightly basis. And, you know, I think that's it for night. That's it. And tomorrow is um, is Friday, and it's going to be a good one. And I have a lot of things that we can do, a lot of things. You know, I I just got to say about tomorrow night, I have Jay and Matt in the studio tomorrow night. And there's a lot of things I'll be mixing in, as you know, the shows with Jay, they speak often to misunderstood concepts about the body and how it works, which I think should be of the utmost importance to all of us, Uh, but always, it always comes back to institutional corruption because what does institutional corruption about something that has to do with human health really all about it is a method of controlling massive populations of people by creating toxic atmospheres that produce bad health foggy brains pharmaceutical dependency and more so aside from that you know we talk a lot about you know there'll be funny things to do tomorrow i have i have a lot of uh, a lot of little bits and uh, and um you know notes that i want to be able to incorporate with matt and jay i think that they're both going to like it but i seriously hope people don't skip those episodes with jay on especially when jay and matt are here um they're infinitely more important than any of the headline binging that we may do on any other night and i just invite you all to end your week with us tomorrow and then next week it's going to be really fantastic it'll be a little bit short But we're going to have some great stuff lined up for you on QuiteFrankly.tv, even during the nights that I'm away in the mountains. Um, But on Monday night, we've got Alaric the Barbarian coming on to talk about Christopher Columbus and the Age of Exploration. Tuesday night, we have Michael Collins, Wandering Wolf. We mentioned him a couple of times last night with Will from Incredible History. He'll be in studio on Tuesday night. I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to say it. There's somebody else that might be in studio with us in November that I'm really, really hoping it happens because it's a long time coming. But that would be um, – but we'll see. We'll see. I'm working on all types of stuff, and I'm glad that it's paying off. So become a sponsor, ladies and gentlemen. Go to the Sponsor Us tab on QuiteFrankly.tv when you're there hanging out in the after hours. And, um, and I'd love to hear more from you. It's Throwback Thursday tonight on QFTV. It features the last night that we had a national presidential alert system featuring Dave from the X-22 report. Whoa. That was October 3rd. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That was October 3rd, 2018. Imagine that. So you're going to get an October 3rd, 2018 rerun with Dave from the X-22 report. It's really epic vintage at this point. And the after show only can be found on QuiteFrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole. You know what I mean? Jellybean? Alrighty. I will talk to you soon. Good night. I'll catch you on the flip side. Frankly, it's film before a live studio audience that are just so sweet-smelling and sexy. Man. And thank you to our super chatters, Jay Semo, all alone, all by his lonesome, on uh, Rumble, but then Jay Britz, Stostube, Gino, the Sentinel from Theta, well, that was from the other night, but thank you, Sentinel, again. Gino, Stostube, Jay Britz, And to all of our wonderful friends on Foxhole, I'm releasing the scratching right now. And I will see you all in the chat room because there's uh, all types of great stuff about to kick off in the after hours. All right. That's it. Oh, my gosh. And thank you, Todd Fife, for a wonderful donation over there on Rockfin. I'm just seeing that right now, Todd, but I love you. I'd never leave you out, baby. Good night.
4: Just a little bit of a reminder, a word to the wise, if you will. Do not worry about the worries from yesterday. Leave it in the past. Move forward with confidence because there are so many new things to be experienced today. New joy to be had. So move forward, be strong, and have a great rest of your day.
2: Will you shut up? Now? <coughs>